The Juice Podcast, Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. It's the first day that we're going to start talking mad college basketball. And that one was on purpose. It's a new, it's a new leaf for the Better Juice Podcast. No, I'm just disappointed in the fact that I continue to just let you have full control over this soundboard. It like I need some kind of controls over here, but also I don't know what the hell I'm doing, so I'll still let you have the soundboard. But God, you're just it's you're my favorite. Pu- you're pushing it, pal. <laughs> it's by far my favorite. Um, it's like we said today, we are going to basically. Just give a quick rundown of what in college basketball. Um, later in the week, we will be doing some basically some buttoning up of the college football season. Obviously, it's been a crazy off season, and oh, it just continues. Like we might have to, then, pu- course, yeah, we might have to push it off for like another week to do the like full on breakdown because well, now we got more coaching hires and more uh transfer portal window this is uh, have opened up for schools it's just it's getting kind of crazy yeah I didn't thank think you that. thank you nick saban i had already started working on next year's prep and oh i'm gonna retire and screw all of the work that i have done already yeah well uh, yeah honestly i don't know when it's gonna come just look for the middle of the week it'll just pop up whenever we decide to do it because obviously nick saban Retires. Uh, retires. DeBoer takes a job from Washington. Now the Washington job's open. Michigan's Jim Harbaugh is probably going to go to the NFL. Now the Michigan job's open. And what school takes that job? Well, what? no, it's not even that. It's now that, well, Washington's made the hire. Jed Fish is the coach there. Oh, yeah. And so now that's opened the window for Arizona, which, like, they're telling their players, which it's a very good roster that's still sitting there, that, like, hey, hold on. Let's figure out a coach before you guys end up hitting the portal. But opens up the portal for them, and then it opens up the portal for the next school that hires, and it just it never stops. But let's talk some college basketball. Yeah, let's go. We're gonna we got thirty three conferences to break down real quick. It's gonna be really quick on most of these small ones because nobody's gonna care about. But just for gambling purposes, I'll give you an update. All right, the worst conference every single year, and it continues to be the NEC. Mary Max at the top. Um, Central Connecticut State out of nowhere is actually competing, and then Sacred Heart, and then basically everybody else. Mary Mac is actually eligible for the title this year and can make the tournament. If you remember last year, they lost to. Fanderlay. FDU, yeah, yeah, good for you. That beat ended up beating a 16 seed, the second one ever. So that being I used, a one seed, yeah, they were the first, the second 16 seed to beat a one. Yep, I used that betting angle that Mary Mack was going to come in pissed off to beat FDU earlier this year, and they did, but couldn't win by enough. Um, to the SWAC. Normally, when you talk SWAC basketball, you're always thinking Texas Southern. Um, a little shaky start. They're one and two. I expect them to be there at the end of the year. 
These a lot of these SWAC schools will start off like 0 and 10, and you just think they're terrible. It's not really that. It's because basically they just go and play all the power six schools and get the shit kicked out of them because basically that that's what funds their program. Yeah, sometimes you got to take the check and take the ass kicking, but also, I mean, you could also do the miraculous and then you just got paid to be And there's a good been a team. couple. Southern beat, um, Southern beat Mississippi State. Um, Texas Southern took... Was uh, it that uh, Rothstein says... Uh, Whenever they a team wins a pay game, was it the or the buy games? Yeah, um, I don't remember the, the epitome of uh, God damn it, whatever. Um, you know, you, I know what you mean. Everybody's seeing the tweet. Um, I'm just trying to throw out input because also a lot quiet for this portion. <laughs> obviously, it's just very tough for HBCU schools are basically like it's it's really hard for them to be good. So they got to go and just kind of get the shit kicked out of them. But other than that, Southern's at the top. Mo Williams. Former Cav legend has Jackson State playing really good. In his I had no. Why did you not? I don't ever remember you informing me that Mo Williams was the coach there. He just left Alabama State, the team that's in third. That's actually like I don't know. I had no idea. Said. I would be riding with them so much. I love Mo Williams. And then, other than that, other news like just throughout the conference, like this tale is old as time. Mississippi Valley State sucks. They're 0-16, about to be 0-17. They're down by Texas Southern by like 35 right now. Like Some things will never change, and sometimes it's good to hear. Yeah, might as well just – I wonder what the ATS record is. It's been better, but normally I'm pretty sure at one point they were 0-7 because basically Vegas just assumes they'll get better, and yeah. they just never do. Yeah. And to the MEAC, unfamiliar faces, North Carolina Central is up top here, um, along with Delaware State, who's just been – God awful for years. Norfolk State, the team that's won the tournament and been there the last few years, has kind of struggled out of the gate but have some good non-conference wins. And then, to me, the winner of this conference is going to be Howard. And Howard is led by former Harvard guard, former Ohio State guard, 27-year-old Seth Towns. Oh, yeah. 15 points a game, 6.5 rebounds, 2.5 assists. Leads the team in all of his categories. Dude's been hooping. He's 27 years old. I know he caught a lot of flack for continuing to play college basketball, but it's like, dude, he's working on his doctorate, and he doesn't get to go to school for free unless he plays basketball. Like, why would you not do that? Like, by any means. So, shout out to Seth Towns. Wish him all the less. He was obviously really good at Ohio State and good at Harvard when he was healthy. He just has his knees. His knees aren't very good. Um, To the Patriot League. Listen to this. Lafayette is 4-0 in conference after starting 1-12. Um, quick turnaround there. I still think it's a little fool's gold. This is going to be Colgate's conference. They're going to win it. They win it every single season. Um, but they actually went into Colgate and got a win there. But at the end of the day, it's going to be Colgate to represent the conference. 29 is the independence. Should be independent. There's one. It's Chicago State. They have played 23 games. They Shout played their 24th tonight. Against Stetson, I actually took the ten and a half. But also, like how? So they only have like a few more games, and then their season's over for like what three months, basically. I mean, it's just done. Oh yeah, because they don't have a tournament to play. Yeah, exactly. They have about eight games left, and then after this season, they'll be joining the NEC. And if Jamie Gillian stays there as head coach, who's done tremendous things there, like. 
that's probably going to be an NCAA tournament team every single season. Doesn't really make sense geographically, but in the world of realignment, does it at all? Um, to the Ohio Valley, Western Illinois is five and zero in their first season after leaving the Summit League. Morehead State, though, is still probably the king of this conference. They did drop one of their games, but they're going to be up there. And then let me give you one piece of gambling advice, at least for me, is don't bet Arkansas Little Rock. Strictly because when you bet on them, they ain't covering. When you bet against them, they cover. I am 0-6 in Arkansas Little Rock games. I've sworn off of them. If you have a better read on them than me, kudos to you. More and power then, to you. And then if you remember SEMO, Southeastern Missouri State, that was a 16th seed last year that won their play-in game. I can't remember who they played. Um, if you're just basing things off of teams you saw last year in the tournament, please do not bet them. They're the 358th best team in college basketball. They're terrible. Philip Russell, their best player, left. He's now at UT Arlington. Just please, sir, clear fade as much as you can. 27th, Southland Conference. I mean, the the only thing we're really going to talk here is McNeese State. Yeah. Um, they are 90. The Southland Conference has the 92nd best team in Kempom, and that is McNeese State. Because of Will motherfucking Wade. Exactly. I mean, I, I he's by he's by far the best coach in the conference by a mile, probably. Oh, not even close. Like, uh, enjoy him for this season. Hope that you get like some kind of magical run in the tournament because this is Will Wade's last year at McNeese State. Yeah, if Steve Lavin was still not. Steve, yeah, Steve Lavin, because if he was still there at Corpus Christi, I'd maybe argue with you a little bit because they're pretty close, but he is not there anymore. I mean, McNeese has wins over VCU, UAB, Southern Miss, Louisiana Lafayette, and Michigan. And it's just basically what Will Wade does best, and that's recruiting. He got, he got a, I can't pronounce his name ever. It's like Shadaha Wells from TCU, a Guy who was playing 10, 15 minutes a night at TCU, got him to come to McNeese State, and now he's like the guy and is averaging 19 a game. He has a transfer, too, from Utah who's like a four-star recruit who is not eligible still for some reason. But it's just basically a hodgepodge of transfers, and he still has like three guys that are in the rotation from the old McNeese team, and they're just playing valuable minutes because they have a really good coach. Now to the MAC, the MAAC. My personal favorite conference in college basketball. St. Peter's is back on top. Shockingly, they're 5-0. and Don't really think they're very good, but they just continue to break my bank. Quinnipiac is really good. Fairfield is really good. The team that everybody wonders about is Iona. Now Tobin Anderson, the former head coach of Fairleigh Dickinson. Our ride-and-die team last season. Is just, yeah, without Slick Rick, it's not been the same. They been decent but definitely not the same Iona team from a year ago they only had like one team come or one player return from the team from last year but I'll be honest with you 1 through 11 anybody in this conference can beat the other team on any given night most of these games are Friday nights They that's like their staple they play Friday nights um, I would really suggest not trying to bet on these guys like blindly you got to really know this conference because it's all about spots anybody can beat anybody literally any any given night um and to be honest with you when it comes to the tournament if you want to take a shot 
on like the eighth best odds to come out and win the conference tournament. Like if you want to bet Ryder, I wouldn't blame you because they have just as much of a shot as the other ones. 25, the ace son. No more Liberty. Kennesaw State was the last season's champion. They're undefeated even though the head coach is gone. Um, Eastern Kentucky kind of runs this conference right now. But I'll tell you one thing is root for Austin P in this conference. They're 8-10. And they're one and two in conference. But the reason I'll tell you that is, do you remember, does the name Hansel Emanuel ring a bell to you? I do believe. He is the kid. He committed to Northwestern State. He has one arm. Yes, 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 yes. I I, I saw, I completely forgot that he was at Austin P. And I was watching a random game on, I think I had it on ESPN Plus, and it was just a game to throw on to fill out the quad box, and it happened to be an Austin P game. And I was like, oh, so that's where the kid ended up. And he's playing, like, valuable minutes. No, I yeah, I was very I was very surprised how much he was playing in that game. Um, and I guess really the last note I have on here, um, Bellarmine, the team that beat Jacksonville State, I don't know if it was, I think it was two years ago, to but weren't eligible to go to the conference I thought tournament. that was last year. No, because Kennesaw State won it, went last year. Um, or wait, weren't they? So I think two years ago they were they won it. Last year, weren't they in the final? They might have been. I can't remember. Nah, either that or the final four, because I know Liberty was around there too. Um, I will say, though, just because just you see that name, they suck. Just fade them all the time. They're terrible. Um, this one hurts. The 24th best conference you're doing is the MAC. Like, it is, it is bleak, and it is bad. Like, OU is bad. Buffalo is bad. Northern Illinois, who had a decent um, non-conference season, is just not good. It's two teams that are are very familiar with being up top. It's Akron and Toledo. Both of them are 4-0. Akron has Enrique Freeman, the player of the year last year, is back. Um, and Ali Ali, who played at Butler last year, is back. He committed – well, he – Played at Akron, committed to Butler, and I was back at Akron. So it's between those two teams. And then Western Michigan is 4-0 in conference. I don't know what that's about. They just beat OU at home. Western Michigan started out 0-4, then was 2-4, then was 2-9, and and now they're 7-9. So you just got to get them in their winning streak, I guess, and then hopefully it pays off. Um, Kent State, I don't know what's going on. I thought Solinger was going to be like the best guy. And he just didn't take the leap. Santiago's back, but they're just they're one and three in the league. Like they're not an easy fade or anything, but I don't see. No, them I've being at the I've top. watched them at bit at times this season. God, there was that overtime game that they were up big and then just completely blew it. Who was that? Just- it was they were up. I think they were up five with seven seconds against James Madison, and then James Madison forced overtime. And then James Madison ultimately went on to win. Was that no. fairly early on in the season? No, no, no. This was just like a couple weeks ago, I think. It was it was a conference game. I can't remember who the hell they were playing. But, yeah, they were up. They're just... When they're hitting, they're a very good team. But it's just... I mean, it it's weird to say because it's every team. But if they have an off-shooting night, they're, they're dumb for but so, I mean, that's literally a hundred percent of the teams in the countries. If you have an off shooting night, but they are so predicated on 
like trying to have the other team keep up. So yeah, it's just yeah. Um, another one I will say, and I agree with that, and I think they do also miss like having Sincere. such yes, yeah, having such a ball dominant guy, and then having to just have somebody else step up. No one has. Um, Bowling Green is also pretty good too. They're three and one. They're twelve and four. Kind of shocking. I don't know if they've even. To be honest with you, I don't know if they've ever made the tournament. They've definitely not in my lifetime. I don't know. Um, to the American East, I mean, shocker, Vermont's right up there. Vermont, Bryant, and UMass Lau are the three teams that have a shot of winning this thing. Um, it's 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 John Becker's season. This is what he does every single season at Vermont. I'm surprised he's not got a bigger job. Once conference season hits, he just starts to dominate. Now, they don't really look like they have the firepower they used to, but I expect this to still be a pretty good team. They're going to be down there, or they're going to be in the thick of things down the stretch. If UMass Loud doesn't get Cool Bali, their best big man back, I worry about their chances. Um, if you remember, they beat Georgia Tech earlier in this year. They should have beat Arizona State, and then Cool Bali got hurt, and then they've dropped some weird games since then. And then Bryant, I mean, they still have Earl Timberlake, who was a Miami transfer. Doug Etter is still there. I don't know if you knew that. The St. Peter's kid with the mustache. I completely forgot. I thought he was. He doesn't even. He like barely gets in. He plays like eight minutes a night. That sucks. Which he was like hitting clutch shots in the Sweet 16 and now he's playing. Yeah, he was an absolute dog. Eight minutes a game at Bryant, which is odd. And Phil Martelli Jr. is actually the head coach now because I think the head. I don't remember exactly what their head coach got in trouble for, but I think he like got drunk and hit somebody with his car. No, Wait, no, I'm Jim Beheim. No, 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 no. Was was he the one that was like pulled over in his parking lot and he damn near tried to recruit the police officer? Was that the coach? I don't know if that is, but it wouldn't surprise me because I'm pretty sure. This, yeah, yeah, because I'm pretty sure the the uh, cops camera. Told was had the had him saying like, oh, if you were on my team, you could have been a stud. This is the same coach that offered Hunter Dickinson when he entered the transfer portal. But also, so would it shock me? No, he had like over a hundred and twenty five like four and three star like offers, which at Bryant you're not getting. But I'm pretty sure he was like hammered. Please tell me that's like I don't know. Um, to the Summit League, kind of disappointing season here. Some other unfamiliar names at the top: St. Thomas. A newer Division One program is sitting up top. Surprisingly, because after losing Andrew Rhodes to Virginia, they're actually still playing well. It's a very good, very well-coached team. They were really good in the Division Two ranks. Unfortunately, it doesn't matter. They cannot make the tournament. Um, Nebraska-Omaha, who's been the joke of the conference for probably 10 years, is 3-1. and one. They're up there. But at the end of the day, in my opinion, it's going to be South Dakota State. Zeke Mayo is the best player in the conference. Um if you want a random, the only shitty thing about the Summit League is there's not, they play a lot of games on networks. It's hard to find. But if you get a chance to watch Tommy Bruner from Denver, like, please do. He's a super fun player. He's like 24 at night. He's awesome. And he's got Denver at 11 and 7, which is, is like super unheard of. Um, Big Sky. Weber State, 2-2 two two in conference. But Dylan Jones, by far the best player in the, in the conference. They're 109th in Kempom, and I think they will ultimately get there, and I hope they do because this is a team, I think, that can make some noise in March and maybe make it to the second weekend. Other than that, Eastern Washington is the only other contender, and then honestly, 3-10, through 10, Northern Colorado, 
Montana, Portland State, Sacramento State, Idaho, Idaho State, and Montana State, there's no difference. And then at the bottom is our coworkers team that he claims for some reason, Northern Arizona, they fucking suck. They miss Jalen Cohn a lot because he was the entire team. Um, to the Horizon League, probably my second favorite league in college basketball. Oakland's Greg Campy. This is probably one of his best teams, and this is a, something that I don't think people know. He's This is his 40th season at Oakland. Did you know that? There's no, no way. I didn't. Most Jesus. people do not know that. This is his 40th season at Oakland, and they're really good. Rocket Watts leads the way there, and they're at the top. Green Bay is number two out of nowhere. They have the uh, Wyoming kid, Noah Reynolds, who has no business playing in the Horizon League. Like He's a power six player. And he's just absolutely dominating. I'm hoping that Wright State gets their shit together. They've been up up and down all season long. They have Tanner Holden and Trey Calvin. Like those two dudes are probably two of the five best players in the conference, and they still find a way to lose games. Um but ultimately, Oakland, Green Bay, Youngstown State, Wright State, IPFW, Northern Kentucky, Cleveland State legit have an all a chance to win. Um and then Detroit Mercy is taken over as IUPUI. Yeah, I uh, I didn't know that this. That I just randomly had a Detroit Mercy game on, and I saw their record, and I was like, "Damn!" I didn't realize they were part of the sacrifice for the Lions to win a playoff game. I mean, basically, because what they had the uh, who was the player that they had last year? The Anton league. Davis. Yeah, exactly. And like without him, like oh, they can't even fucking win a game. Well, it the only have, reason, they, have it, they won yet? No, they're on eighteen. They are okay because the last time I saw them was when they were playing and they were zero and sixteen, and I, so I know they lost and made to zero and seventeen. But so I, also his dad is the head coach. Oh God! So that's kind of the only reason he was playing there. <laughs> And without his kid, they have literally still not won a game. But you know what? That's a little bit of karma for trying to schedule a fake tournament to get him the scoring record. That to me, that's karma. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. They tried to make like an eight-team invitational so his kid could break the scoring record when he played two more seasons than Pete Maravich. Like that's that's karma. Um, to the Coastal Athletic Conference because apparently Colonial is offensive. You fucking snowflakes. Um, <laughs> Drexel is five and zero, and Charleston is five or four and zero. Those are the best two teams up top. Um, you got a lot of teams that are kind of mashed together there, like Delaware, Towson, Monmouth, Northeastern. I don't really see a giant difference between any of them, uh, but ultimately, this is Pal Kelsey's season. He's by far the best coach. Um, Charleston was everybody's darling last year in the NCAA tournament. Unfortunately, they ended up playing the team that was the runner-up, yeah. but. It's not the same Charleston team as last year, but I do think they can. They'll probably end up getting back to the tournament. Um, and then all the other note I have on here is like Hampton, North Carolina, and T. Probably regret like moving up to the big to a bigger boy conference, quote unquote. Like stay down at the low levels. You guys are not talented. This is why you're going to get the shit kicked out of you every single week. Um, the Big South under. If you're a college basketball nerd like me, you're watching the Big South like crazy because there's four really good fucking teams. Winthrop, High Point, UNC Asheville, and Radford. And even Long... Yeah, I'd even throw Longwood in there. But UNC Ash still has Drew Pember from a year ago. They were the 15th seed that... I think they lost... I can't remember they lost to last year. But he's a super big man. He used to play a Tennessee 20-10 and 10 guy. But then High Point, 
if they can win this conference, I think they're going to be maybe a 13 seed that I think can win a few games there. They have a lot of transfers, Duke Miles and Community Hamilton, like 20-point-a-game guys. They're super fun, super athletic. I'm hoping they can win that tournament. A lot of talking. All right, to the Sun Now belt. you know how I feel during football season. To the Sun Belt. Possible two-bid league? Maybe. JM, JMU, after the 15-0 start, has lost two straight. Yeah, that was unfortunate. But, dude, between Terrence Edwards and TJ Bakerstaff, like, they are super fun, super athletic. They really, really need Michigan State to kind of turn this around a little bit and make some noise in the Big Ten if they're going to get that at-large bid. Kent State, also, if they can make some noise in the MAC, that'll help their case out. But Troy and App State, and maybe even Southern Miss with Andre Cabello there, if one of those teams can win the Sun Belt Tournament and JMU can get to the final, this could be a too big lead. Yeah, uh, I completely forgot until I had bet on JMU too. I think I just needed that money line against Southern Miss in a parlay. And I was like, oh wait, Curbelo's still in fucking college? I well, hated him at Illinois. I hated him. Where was he at after that? St. John's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When we were trying to ride St. John's, hated him there, and now he has. If you're going to bet on Southern Miss games, you make sure it's a situation where Andre. Where they're at home. Yes. And against a good opponent, so Corbello will actually like give a fuck about trying to win that game. Um, To the Big West, UC Irvine. This is another team that could possibly be a two-big league if they, can, if they make it to the final and they end up losing. So, they're 72nd in Kempom right now. This team has been together for years. And then they added freshman Darren Sarin from Turkey. And he's just took them from a 160 spot to the 72nd best spot. And then, other than that, like UC San Diego, shout out to them. They can't make the tournament. But they're 116th in Kempom. They were a Division II team a year ago. Two, two years ago. Which is pretty impressive. That's which just is insane. Weird that San Diego has San Diego State, the University of San Diego, and the University of San Diego, California. There's three different ones. All playing Division One basketball. I'm surprised. So wait, it's San Diego. Wait, what was the third one? San Diego State. Yes. University of San Diego. University of San Diego, California. I'm surprised... Like, aren't those last two the same thing? Well, no. Well, the thing that I was thinking is if the last one's in, there's all the California, University of California schools are all tied in together. I'm surprised it's not University of California, San Diego. Because then it would be in like that group and be like a little brother. I mean, it it probably could be like that. I think it is. It's UC San Diego. I think oh, okay, so yeah, so it's the University there. of California, San Diego, yeah. probably. Either okay. way, like, it's but still, yeah, they're the all they're all the same. It's San Diego. Yep. Uh, Long Beach State had a big win over Michigan and USC. Granted, both of those teams kind of fizzled out a little bit until today. I will hit you with even this though I microphone. lost money on them because I yeah uh, yeah who won the who I'm won the bet stupid who, who yeah funny enough won the bet my team lost but hey I made money because you know what would happen if you were won the bet well my team won so yeah um, on the other team here University of San Diego or <laughs> University of California Santa Barbara it's a lot of words University of California Santa Barbara 
They still have A.J. Mitchell, who they end up losing to Baylor in a dogfight last season, and he was their stud guy. He's been kind of banged up, but he's finally coming back to full health. And I think by the end of the season, they're still 3-3 three and three in conference. They're going to be right up there at the end of the season. Um, to the Southern Conference, here's a name for you. A name and just a stud. Vontarius Woolbright from Western Carolina. He is averaging 20.6 points per game, 12.6 rebounds, 5.3 assists. Jesus. He's a forward. Jesus. He's a wing. He has Western Carolina at 15-2 and 4-0 and in the conference, tied with uh, Samford, who was also 15-2 and 4-0 and in the conference. Um, it's, I, I believe it's going to be both of these teams. I hope it is. And because either one of these teams that advance, I think, can win a game in March. Um, they actually play each other Tuesday, and that is going to be a huge game. Right now, Ken Palm has that as a Sanford win by one at Western Carolina. Sanford's just like stereotypical. We take care of the ball. We play good defense. We have a very efficient offense. Western Carolina is like, hey, I got a whole bunch of athletes, and like, come get it. Like, we're more athletic than you. We might not be as polished, but. And then the other real note here, there's a lot of hodgepodge in the middle, and then both the military academies, the Citadel and the VMI, they're really, really bad. Um, for a team to go to the WAC, I would be sh- – real quick, it's gonna it's Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon is really good. They're 57 to Kempom. They're good year in, year out, it oh, seems like. This is probably his best. And they, and they probably have one one of the better home, home court advantages, I feel like. That crowd gets – Pretty rowdy when I watch Grand Canyon games. I'm pretty sure the last time I looked, they were in the top ten of Ken Palm's weighing of home court advantage. Really? Like, yeah, it's legit. Those kids come out, which is so wild. When before they jumped up to D1, I just, just thought that was an online school. Yeah, yeah. But nah, this hey, bro, is, they're almost it, like the way the stadium is built. It's almost like. Uh, how Cameron Indoor is that the player or the fans are like right up against the players, but it also seems like that stadium goes up a lot or the arena goes up a lot higher. Yeah, it, the, watching any Grand Canyon game is a fun game to watch. They're sixteen and one, six and zero in conference. This is by far Bryce Drew's best team, I think. Grant Foster and McLaughlin and Harrison. They're the all all I care about is can they catch somebody in March? They're gonna be a twelve seed and I this is gonna be the darling probably everybody's darling, so it's not a Oh, uh, that's what scares it's me. It's not a New Mexico State situation. Damn. But Unless it's unless it's a big name matchup where people are like, Oh, even though they're good, they're still gonna get their ass handed. If they can draw like a Duke or a Kentucky, some something yes. sort of like that. To conference USA say I assumed this was Liberty's conference. They are zero and three in conference play. Yeah, it hasn't been fun to watch. I this this is to me honestly wide open. Like Law Tech is the favorite. Like betting per betting wise, I don't really care for them that much. I don't think they're that great. I think Sam Houston State's got a better shot. I will say, I do think in college sports, no matter who's in the building, who the coaches, culture, and program history does matter because New Mexico State is actually like kind of looked competent. I know they're 7-10, and 10, but they've played a lot of big games, and they've won and snuck up on some people. They didn't beat New Mexico, but they gave them everything they had. Oh, yeah. I I remember having 
just New Mexico money line in that game, and that was a hell of a like New Mexico State made that a hell of a sweat. Yeah. So to be honest with you, anybody can win there. I probably would. I haven't looked at the odds. I might end up betting Liberty to win the conference still. Um. Well. No, we're not gonna have conference tournament odds. So never mind. Because they've losing those three games early is probably going to cost them. To the Ivy League, another possible too big league. I don't know if that's actually possible. I'm not a bracketologist, but Princeton is 14 and one. They're 51st in Ken Palm. They have wins over Rutgers, Hofstra, Duquesne, Furman, and Delaware. They're basically led by Xavion League, a guy that was on that team that made it to the Sweet 16 last year, who averaged like three points a game, and is just took a giant step. He plays, I don't, I don't know if I want to say it. I don't know if I want to get, I don't think this is offensive and I'm going to say it. And if it is, we'll cancel it, okay? He, he is of Asian descent, but I'm telling you, he plays like Jeremy Lin did at Harvard. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, I just don't want to be like, oh, Mel Kuyper situation where it's like you get a 6'6 wide receiver who runs like a a 4'1", and he's like, oh, Wes Welker. That's what he does every single time there's a, a white wide receiver in the NFL draft. Valid. I, mean, I think we all do because that's just the inside joke on the Patriots. Yes. I mean, they literally did during the combine when Braxton Berrios was doing his 40 time like oh there's a former renewing or he was also future. built to play for the patriots and just never and yeah and he plays against them but to me he honestly it looks like a little bit of insanity out there and then caden price is back to their big man from last year um if you're betting this conference home court advantage matters a lot um yale cornell and penn are still really good i think if someone's gonna catch princeton it's cornell and yale but I'm hoping Princeton can run the table, and if they drop their conference championship game and have a two-loss season, there's no way the committee's letting them out. More mid-majors in the tournament could be happier. Um, a, team, a conference we normally don't see here, the 11th spot, the West Coast Conference. It's most likely a one-big league. I honestly don't know if Gonzaga doesn't win their conference tournament and they're, if they're getting in. Like, they don't have the marquee wins. They might just because of the name. But, I mean, Nemharn's there. Watt, Antoine Watson's still back. They got Graham E.K. that came over from Wyoming. Hickman's back. Ben Gregg's back. I don't really know why they're losing, but they just honestly really just have not looked that great. I don't get it. Yeah, it's been, I mean, this is a team that we kind of root for. 100%. Yeah, and it's ju- it's just been, like, tough. Like, you know the talent's there, but it's just not all coming together. Granted, if it if it clicks at the right time, who fucking knows? But, yeah, there there's still a lot of work that needs done. Granted, you still have about three or two and a half months. Get Figure it right. It out. Yeah. Sam Aries, I don't know. Aiden Mahaney's back. Saxon's back. Dukas is back. And they're still just not... The same kind of thing. They're definitely going to have to win the conference tournament to get better. They have looked better down down as of late, but don't have the big wins. Um, San Francisco, Frisky, if they can catch one of the two, maybe they got a shot. But I think this is one big league, and if fading anybody, just fade Pacific. They're terrible. Um, to the Missouri Valley, don't want to say it, but another possible two-bid league. There is a ton of good teams in here. Indiana State, 
It's my favorite. I'm hoping if it's a one bid, they're the ones that get in. Southern Indiana transfer is averaging 18.1 points a game. I can't remember his name now. It's escaping the top of me. But the other guy, Robbie Avila, the Nikola Jokic of the Missouri Valley. Here we fucking 14.7 points, seven boards, four assists. Just big, goofy, two-inch vertical, can shoot, can pass. Yeah, let's just compare him to the NBA MVP. Finals MVP as well. NBA championship, known uh, horse enthusiast. Well, this guy's also slated to be a second-round pick, just like Jokic. Oh, so now, okay, so now we're just, so whenever we get an opportunity, let's just bet on him to win the MVP because he's bound to do it. Let's just say. Because Cody's fucking said it. Let's just say Jokic light. Every time I do that, we'll just say light version of him. But then if it's not them, it's going to be Drake. Drake just beat Indiana State on their home court. Tucker, it's, all those guys are gone. Like Roman Penn's gone. Um, Joseph Yesfu's gone. It's a new team, but Tucker DeVries is still there. Coach's son. 20.4 20.4 points a game. Dog has no business playing in Missouri Valley. Um, only other team really I think has a shot. Bradley. Uh, coach Wardell is just too good of a coach to have that team like not have a chance. And then Northern Iowa, kind of disappointing. I They're kind of falling back after the departed of A.J. Green. Um, to the American. So the team that everybody I feel like thought was just going to run the AAC was FAU for obvious reasons. I mean, they were a Final Four team. Janelle Davis is back. Vlad Golden's back. Elijah Martin's back. Nick Boyd's back. Gaffney's back. Like, this is practically a team from a year ago that was a buzzer-beating shot away from playing for a national title. Granted, do I think they had any chance of winning that? Probably not. But they do have some big wins. I mean, they beat Arizona. They beat a lot of good teams, but these games where they drop to Charlotte and Florida Gulf Coast, Bryant, that's just a little bit of alarming for me. I thought this was a team that could maybe be a one seed, but, I mean, they're still 13-3, and 3-1 in conference. I expect to see them in March, so we will see later on. What are you laughing at? <laughs> just fucking Josh Allen, I swear. They tried to do a toast push. He goes up sideways, but he's like this, but somehow he gets like dragged across, and if they hadn't blown the whistle, he could have just broken one tackle and ran another fucking 50-yard touchdown. But Hard takedown. No, he is, but it was just like the weirdest play. Like I love Josh Allen, but, man, he's like he reminds me so much of like I mean, part of my take says it's the best. Just mash all the buttons all at once when you're playing Madden. Like He's just, I love him, though. But I hate that I have to go up against him. That's why win your Super Bowl now, Josh, so that Burrow could get his next season. But. Fucking Mahomes. The top team, and I think that will win the AAC, in my opinion, is Memphis. They're 15-2, and 4-1 in, comp- in conference. I cannot wait to these two teams face off. But they have David Jones, former St. John's guard, 20 points a game. They got Javon Quinterly, who's played giant minutes in the NCAA tournament for Alabama. Midseason was able to get Naquan Tomlin from uh, Kansas State after that debacle of the situation. Fan-fucking-tastic. But a lot of this Penny Hardaway owes to Rick Stansberry, former Western Kentucky coach I mentioned earlier. Um, Without him, I don't think you're getting these recruits. I mean, he was able to get three top – Three five stars of Western Kentucky. Like, dude knows how to fucking recruit basketball. Memphis and FAU, it's between them two. And then North Texas is still 3 0 in conference, 10 and 5. 
Um, McCaslin's gone at Texas Tech, but they're you know there's they're going to be a tough out regardless. But uh, this is a two big league. Both these teams, I think, in my opinion, are getting in. Um, to the A ten. Oh man, a lot of talking here. I think it's the best Dayton team since Obi Toppin. Rashad Holmes is 18 points a game. So they're going to make a run to the title. I don't know about that, but they have a really, really good offense. Um, they play at a slow pace, but it's very methodical, and it's tough for teams to defend against. Um, Kobe Ellis has been there forever. Um, Nate Santos comes over from, I believe, Pitt. I don't think he got a ton of minutes there, but came over 12 points a game. And then Malachi Smith, who's been one of their better wings, who hasn't played in forever, is <coughs> coming is should be coming back before the season's over. I expect Dayton to get in. And even if they don't win the conference tournament, I think they're going to be an at-large. just kind of depends on how everything else squares out. Leo Chicago's finally turning around. Um, they got two transfers, Philip Alston and Desmond Watson. They're It's just weird. They're both from Columbus. I don't know what high schools they went to. I didn't really dive into it too much. Um I'll dive into it after. I was kind of hoping you would one of those names that you'd recognize. Um, no, I mean, he, I follow football recruiting, yeah, not just, basketball recruiting, honestly. But they they were transfers, so they didn't start at Loyola Chicago. Um, St. John's, another team, or St. John's, St. Joseph's a good team, but they start off 0-3 in conference. They're going to win today. They're playing out right now. That could be a dangerous team in March. And then Richmond's just super well coached in Rhode Island with Archie Miller. They're, they're well coached. They're going to be there at the end. But this is Dayton's conference. Maybe somebody slips them up, but I think Dayton's in anyway. Um, all right, now basically we got seven power conferences going on right now. The Mountain West. Potential six-bid league, I think, is not out of the realm of possibility. To me, Utah State is top dog, in my opinion. Um, Ken Palm would say otherwise. But... Great Osborne is 19 and 10 right now. He's just dominant in the post. And here's one thing, Connor, if I told you Utah State, 16 and 1 right now, what are they the best at? Shooting threes. 336 in three point distribution. They don't shoot threes at all. They can make them, but they don't shoot them. They dominate from the inside out. They are super good around the basket, they defend a two very well, but they can also score and then make their, they basically make all their free throws. They get to the line more than almost any team in the country. That was my big thing is I've watched a lot of Utah state games this season. And I, after I was on Ken Palm and looked like they don't shoot threes. It's just so odd. Um, God, I can't remember their coach's name, but came over from first year after coming over from Montana state, just program culture. And that's just, what they're doing right now. Boise State, still led by Tanner Dagenhart. Max Rice is still there. Abago is still there. Like This is going to be a team. They lost a little bit of non-conference games and might make their bubble resume not look as good, but I expect them to get in. San Diego State kind of taking a step back. Jane Ladiz stepped up 21-6 and this season. And then Reese Waters came over from... USC and has done nothing but good. Lamont Paris is still back. Butler's still back. But Davion Trammell, the one that hit the free throws to send the Aztecs to the Final Four against Creighton, kind of weird, disappointing seasons, only averaging 7.5 points a game. Um, honestly, I made a mistake here. I said Utah State was my favorite. I think, actually, I might end up leading Nevada. Jared, they're also a one-loss. Uh, nope, they lost the other night against Boise State. They're 15-2. and two. Um... Led by Jared Lucas, former Oregon State guard. 
He was the second fiddle to the team that made the Elite Eight back in, I think, 2021. And then Keenan Blackshear is still playing college basketball from Virginia Tech. It seems like he's been in the league Jesus. playing college ball for 20 years. Um, but those, granted that, I think there's also been several Blackshears that have played at Virginia is. Tech. But he's one of the bigger ones. Um, New Mexico's... New Mexico University, Jamal Mashburn, Jalen House, Nelly Jr. Joseph comes up from Iona. Patino's son, like, what's his? Is it Richard Patino? Yeah. Yes. Um, I expect that they're going to be a team that's going to get in for sure. Colorado State is the one that kind of worries me a little bit, but they still have Isaiah Stevens, who's probably he might be the best player in the conference outside of Jalen D. So they have they end up beat they beat New Mexico at home, but. Jalen House just kept getting in foul trouble, so I don't know how much to take away from that. Other than that, though, I think at least five of these teams get into the tournament. I really do. Bracketology has them at four right now. Then everybody else is kind of bad. San Jose State's not that good. Fresno State's not very good, and neither is the Air Force. But UNLV is frisky. That's the only thing I have. If you play in Vegas, UNLV is going to be frisky. So for ATS purposes, got to monitor that. Um, to the Pac-12, very disappointing Pac-12 Definitely complete a polar opposite of college football. Oregon's 5-0. and Did not expect that. They're at the top of the conference, um, standings-wise. Jackson Shellstead, he's a freshman, 14.6 points a game. He was like a fringe five and four-star. He's been playing really well. Arizona State, also a name I didn't expect to see up here. They're 4-1. and Frankie Collins, former Michigan player. Adam Miller from LSU, Jose Perez from every single school in the country. I think it's his fifth school. It might be his fifth school. It's taking the Teddy Jeez. Allen route. And then Alonzo Gaffney, former Ohio State legend, is yep. still playing college basketball. Dude, I forgot about him. Yeah, he he went to the JUCO I mean, I, route after Ohio State, I believe. Well, no, I thought he went straight to Arizona State because wasn't he there with Muhammad Luther? He might have, but I know he went to the JUCO. He might have went. Back and who knows how where this kid has gone. He's it's been forever since I've heard his name. Because um, I mean, shit, he was playing with like the Wesson brothers. I know that's so crazy. Um, but look, take take the standings out of the question here. Arizona is probably the best team. Caleb Love has kind of had a resurgence, eighteen points a game. Amir Ballo is back. Kelton Johnson, a key part of that San Diego State team from a year ago, is there, and then. Pele and Larson are also still there. They're Arizona's really, really good. I wor- they're kind of. I think they maybe have peaked a little too early. Um, worry about them late in the season. Um, and then the. I mean, they were a solid team last year, and it just has continued. I mean, when did they end up losing? First round. To who? Princeton. Oh yeah, that collapse. And then the year See, before with Tommy Lloyd's first season. But what, but what gives me promise for them this year is the fact that you do have Caleb. So, like, those shooting slumps shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. But, I don't know. I just Until I see Tommy Lloyd succeed in March, I'm not 1,000% just confident in them making a big run. But, they're honestly, they're probably going to be a one seed. It's still a really good team. Um, Colorado, a team that I have some futures on here, kind of slipping. Cody Williams, the five-star of the committed there, has been kind of banged up. He's been in and out of the lineup, but they still have KJ Simpson, Tristan Silva, 
Eddie Lampkin came over from TCU. So it's a good team. And now here is a team I you know you haven't watched a ton, but I know you're going to love because you love the school, is Washington State. This is probably Kyle's one of Kyle's. No, they. I have been. Teams. I have been watching them. They have been catching up on some people. Miles Rice is one of my favorite college basketball players. Um, he was a fringe four star, in some places was a three star. He's fifteen points a game at in his freshman season at. Um, well, it's his red shirt freshman season. He played one game last year, but has been balling out of control for Washington State and Kyle Smith. So I. It's a team I don't know if they're going to make the tournament, but if they can knock off Arizona, maybe snag a game against Arizona State and Oregon, they're going to have a shot. Um, some of the castaways we normally think of, like Stanford and Utah, are both like they're tough. Like you, they're just not easy wins. Braden Carlson's probably the best player in the conference from Utah. Um, I totally forgot that Stoyak Pages Stoyakovich's son is at Stanford. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember when he committed there. Because uh, I think he was supposed to go somewhere else. Or I think he, he had crystal balls somewhere else, and then at the last second he went to Stanford. But, yeah. I believe it was this school, and that is UCLA. Yes. And UCLA is ass. Yes, yes. Very, very shocking how bad they have been this season. Granted, literally lost everyone, right? Besides Adam Bona, who was... I was prepared for you to say Tiger Campbell. Yeah, I was yeah, going to be like, there's <laughs> no way that motherfucker still has eligibility. I've just, like, obviously, I've only been getting into college basketball the last couple weeks other than, like, score checking. And just to see some of those UCLA scores, I'm like, damn, they're not really... They're just not... They're not good. And then the other one I should mention is USC. Like, they I don't get it like boogie ellis in uh, isaiah collier the one of the best scorers from last season the number one recruit in the nation and what they're what's their record they're not Um, they're not even 500 are they no 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 they are eight and nine right now okay but they play arizona on wednesday as as of right now ken bomb has that as a 17 point margin jesus don't know if that's gonna happen but those Collier and Ellis just don't gel. It just it's just not working. And I think this is probably actually JR texted me on Sunday. I fell asleep for their late game on Saturday against Colorado and he's just like, dude, I'm like what and I really respect his like knowledge of what's going on in a basketball court. And he's just like, dude, the Enfield needs fired. Like this t- as soon as they take Bogey Ellis out of the game, you USC like gains momentum and starts cutting into leads. Ellis comes back, they just start losing again. I think there's a little like, oh, you're a five star. I'm gonna pri- he Carter's might be the first overall pick, and I'm I'm the fifth year guy. I've been here. I've done this. I got us to the tournament. Just something's not something's not right. Uh, or just two ball dominant people not gelling, and the one that is the one like you said the. The old guy is trying to not let the new guy take a shot. Old guy is almost. You're our thirty. I'm about to be thirty. You're old saying it, but no, I I totally get what you're saying. Um, to the ACC, I hate to say it, Connor, but North Carolina to me right now is probably making the Final Four. They're really. Good. I don't know if I'm ready to say that. I have been like, it is crazy that losing Caleb Love may have helped UNC so much, but. 
we can say I think it was like a good breakup. Oh yeah, this is sure. the, yeah both both these both of these both sides ended up walking away with like a ten on their arm. Like they they're both doing very well for themselves, and who knows like be a hell of a matchup in the natty to see UNC versus Arizona. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Baycott in what is his 15th season, it just, it seems like with RJ Davis, who's in his 16th season. Yeah. It's just, it's absolutely insane. But yeah, I mean, the ACC seems like it goes through Chapel Hill. Yeah, I, I honestly think it does. And I know Duke had that giant preseason ranking. But getting guys like Harrison Ingram over from Stanford, a former five-star who can defend, who can shoot, like this this North Carolina team's legit. And that hurts me to say. Too bad Hubert Davis is their head coach and we'll find a way to fuck it up somewhere down the road. Now, I mentioned that Duke team. Dude, I what did you – we expected like Tyrese Proctor to take this giant leap. It just didn't happen. I've watched a it, ton of Duke basketball, and it I think seemed he's like, really good. Like watching that last game, though, it's like you still see the flashes, but it's still like he has too many doy doy plays. Granted, he is like now would be his true freshman season. Yes, and so like he's finally like eighteen, and like he's still maturing. But yeah, I mean, I just kind of had higher expectations for duke and it's like like not saying that they're bad or anything about that or like that but i thought they would be one of those teams that it's like yeah i could definitely see this team like winning it all i don't know if i'm there with them yet yeah i I think they can make it to the final four i just don't know like getting over that hump yeah, no, I agree. I, I think they have a problem with the combination of Jeremy Roach is still there. For some of Jared other. McCain, uh-huh. freshman star, uh, five-star, um, and then Tyrese Proctor. Like, you have three point guards, but they're all so good you have to play them. Now, Roach can play the two, but McCain and Proctor really can't play the two. And there's just only one ball on the court, and it's just – I mean, Shire's got some things to work out there. I think Duke will be fine, but if, Pro- if Proctor can look like he did against Tennessee in the tournament, like this Duke team can win a national title. And they get Mark Mitchell back, who he won't, he's going to be stereotypical drafted in like the 20s, and then in the redrafts is going to be like, yeah, he's a top 10 guy. He's Jalen Williams from the Thunder. He can score, and he's just an elite defender. But those guys you don't take in the top eight because – you're looking for traits. Yeah, you're looking for that. You're looking for value. You're looking for potential. He's never going to be a superstar in the NBA, Age but he's going to be a 3 and D forever. Mm-hmm. Um, other, around the other teams in the conference, like Clemson and Miami, I think, are both going to be in the tournament. This Well, Clemson's actually going to make it this year, and then Miami's going to be... I don't think there's team. any team that I've been more right about than Clemson the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I was on UNC when they were dogs, and who would... Oh, I didn't bet Virginia Tech, but man, did I want to bet Virginia Tech? And I was like, "Damn, I should have done it," because they had uh, they were dogs at home and ended up beating you, beating Clemson. Yeah, I just, I it's just, I feel like the, it's kind of the same thing as last year. Fool's gold. And granted, I know. Oh, this you want is, me to say it? What? Too many white guys. 
No, it's also just like it's kind of the constant hatred from football bleeding yeah. over a little bit. But yeah, it's just I, I, like I kind of saw them for fool's gold last year. And like once they started losing games, I'm like, they're not going to make the tournament. And then ended up being right on that. I think they're getting in this year because the ACC is terrible. And just by conference, it's going to get somebody in there. No, I get that. So I think they will. Miami, it's... Give me a matchup where they could lose in the first round, please. You told me this the other day, dude, and I just... I think you're so on it. If they would have just got either Jordan Miller or Isaiah Wong to come back, this team could have won a national title. Yep. It sucks, man. There's so score. Yeah, it sucks because you kind of wanted uh, Poplar, if like both those guys were going to leave, you wanted Poplar to take like a little bit more of a step as a score and... At times it's there, and then at times it's not. But they're like, Omir is still a so, dog for this team. So fucking good. Like he's, I saw that he's still like he's up for like ACC Player of the Year. It's it's probably between him, Baycott, and PJ Hall. Yeah, and maybe Filipowski. Yeah, who I didn't even mention in Duke. Yeah, he's he's the the spot for Duke that's just exactly what we expected. I mean, it, it, it consistent, Dominant. it consistent. Yeah. Um, Steve Forbes has his best team at Wake Forest. I think they're going to be a fringe bubble team. Somehow yeah. DJ Burns still playing in NC State. Has uh, has there Reed's not playing for Wake yet? Yes, yes. Oh, he is. Yes, okay, yes. I knew I knew he was there, but every time I turned on, they j- turned on a game. They were he still was on the bench. It's like is he sl- doing anything? Yeah, he's a re- he's been very good in the post. He's still getting worked in though, so like 20, 22 minutes a night. Mm-hmm. So. I think this is the team that Forbes gets to the tournament. Um, Florida State's actually looked pretty good down the stretch. Um, I don't know what's up with Virginia. I just don't think, but but to be honest, they're just not that talented. And I think Tony, I think I think it, it's the wells run dry. You can't run the pack line anymore, dude. People can, everybody can shoot. You just can't do it anymore. It does. It doesn't work. It's just like the zone at Syracuse. I think Syracuse is not making the tournament by any means, but. They got their guy. Um, just two more real quick points. Damon Stoudemire, G- Georgia Tech, is doing a really good job. Same with Michael Screwsbury at Notre Dame. They're not tournament teams, but they're headed in the right direction. I can't skip over Pitt real quick. Very disappointing. Capel's probably getting fired. I don't know why they're as bad as they are. And then Louisville sucks. Yep. Is that a shocker? No. They are. I don't. Louisville's one of the best four jobs in college basketball. I don't know why they're have not fired Payne yet. Um, to your conference, Connor. Surprisingly enough, Wisconsin five and zero leading the way. It happens every like five to seven years. Wisconsin pops up with their best team possible. Um, yeah, they are very solid. Uh, I mean, when I knew that Hepburn and Tyler Wall were back, I assumed they would. Be like decent, but did not expect this. No, they're thirteen and three. They just we'll get to your team later. I don't think your team's let's bad. Not, let's not talk. To but going into Columbus and getting a win is tough. Um, yeah, obviously, it's not that much of an accomplishment. <laughs> obviously, if you're talking the Big Ten, you're talking Purdue. Zach Eady, Braden Smith, Fletcher Lawyer, Mason Gillis is still back. I will say the big difference between this year and last year is getting Lance Jones in from Southern Illinois, who is a legit five-year player who is an excellent three-point shooter and an excellent defender, another guy that can handle the ball. But to be honest with you, Purdue's 
I thought was in a layup to win the Big Ten. Wisconsin's having some things to say about that. Here's the thing. For Purdue, yeah, you don't have to win the Big Ten. You could lose in the first round of the Big Ten tournament for all I care. You've already accomplished all that shit. There should be only one thing on this team's mind, and that's putting a goddamn ring on that finger and or winning the Or just at least the Final Four. Exactly. Like, that... that the Purdue's season does not start until March. 1,000%. 1,000%. Um, Illinois, I thought, was a team that could potentially make a Final Four. We won't get into it. But Terrence Shannon is not on the team at the moment. Um, they, if he comes back, changes everything. Yes. Marcus Dumask, the another Southern Illinois transfer, has been weathering the storm, but I think without Shannon... Your shot at the Final Four is kind of gone. Um, Minnesota brought in a couple guys, some transfers, and they've from Elijah Hawkins from Howard. Um, ben Johnson's this is probably one of his best teams. I think it kind of falls off the face of the earth. Indiana, I don't know. We'll, we'll, I, I, they're very, they seem to be very hit or miss. At home, they're pretty hard. They're hard to beat. But on the road, I think they're going to have some struggles. Northwestern's still very good without Chase Aldish. Boo Booey's still there. Nebraska's a little, or not Nebraska, Maryland's still been a little disappointing. Would you bring Young back? But, I mean, the funnest team in this conference, is it's not hard to say. It's Nebraska. Yes. Tomanaga. <laughs> yes. That dude is electric. He is. And, it, and it, it, it wasn't there really much to begin the season. But literally these last, I'd say, two weeks... It's starting to catch fire. Yeah, and they're going to be a bubble team, most likely. Let them in. Having a win over I will. Purdue, I will give up Ohio State's selection so that Nebraska can make it. Speaking of Ohio State, 12-5. Let's five, not talk about that. They're slipping a lot in Ken Palm as of late. I we still, were literally in the top 20 of Ken Palm, and now we're literally at 42. They're, dude, it's it's the same problem every well, at least the last couple of games. The the game today was, I mean, they just couldn't score. Uh, yeah, at one point I looked. Michigan, but we were literally up at one point in that second half. Yeah, well, there was a one point. Michigan was 7 from 11 from 3, and Ohio State was 0 for 14, and Ohio State was down 5. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's... But then the other games that they've lost, Indiana, uh should have won that game. Wisconsin, we had leads in those games, and we just let them slip away, especially Indiana. We were up big in Indiana and then just took our foot off the gas, let them in, and then we couldn't score our way out of it. It's just it's a lot of the same problems I keep seeing with Holtman teams, and it's, I mean, I, well, Steve, I know sorry. everybody, like the whole fan base was – Jumping up and down after they got to 12 wins, considering they didn't get into 12 wins until February last season. Yeah, great. Now we've lost three straight, and it kind of seems like the sky is falling. We have a game. Our next game is... uh, Penn State at home. Yeah, Penn State at home, which God knows with that game, because we, for some reason, can't beat Penn State. Then we have a three-game road stretch... That includes Wisconsin, or I think was um, Nebraska's Nebraska's on there. In, yes, um, Northwestern. It's all, yeah, it's all games that we're gonna lose. 
Maybe. That's your season, though. This is... You're going to have to pick up a couple... Of the, at least one of those road games if you want to build and a tournament. I, just, I don't... Like, Gail was doing so good to start this season, and it should, it, it, it's kind of... I don't want to put all the blame on him, but he's... When it comes to our possessions, like he is the guy that we go to the most. Like especially looking at Kempom, he's the only one that we have over twenty five percent of the possession. So we and he's not hitting. It's just, and we can only hope on battle to hit five threes in a game so many times. I think what was it three game stretch that he was doing it or yeah, something? Dude, dude's a light out shooter. I tell yeah, you what though, but he was, but then when he doesn't have it like today, and then it just eh, eh. I think this team and your team are missing this certain player too. We're talking about Michigan State. They were ten and seven. They were one of my teams. I thought was the Final Four contender, just like yes. everybody else. Um, I mean, Tyson Walker's back, Hogard's back, Malik's back, like. They have everything back from last year besides this one player, and that was Joey Hauser. I think Ohio State and Michigan State are definitely missing that Kyle Young, Joey Hauser kind of player, that like blue, blue guy, guy. Yeah. or uh, like a God, Brad Davidson from Wisconsin kind of guy to hold everything together with that, the veteran leadership and stuff, and they're just not having it this year. So there's the Big Ten's down. I don't know how many teams are going to be in the like tournament. It's weird to think, but it feels like all of the power conferences are down. Outside of the number one that we will get to. Yes. Um, and the Michigan sucks. I'll give you that. They did beat Ohio State today, but they're not good. Um, to the SEC. So that answers your question. The Big East is two. The SEC is three. Sitting at the top is Auburn. They're up to fourth in Ken Palm. Broom is back. Aiden Holloway, a five-star that's been there, has been sensational. Katie Johnson is still playing fucking college basketball. I don't understand it, but they have been a really good team. They've won some games on the road. They've won some tough ones at home in a bunch of different ways. This is probably Bruce Burrell's best team since his Final Four team. Um, Alabama's sixth, a team that you have beaten. I don't the, really... The Kampom rating does not match what that... Uh... Record is. Thank you. I don't like this team at all. Like, you're built on Marcus Sears from a year ago, uh, and then some transfers. Because this is a team that lost by nine to Ohio State, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, Grant Nelson didn't play in that game, the North Dakota State transfer, but him and Aaron Estrada are their big two transfers. I don't – They in in no shape or form are they the sixth best team in, this, in the country. I think they're a good SEC team. Um if I'm correct, let me look real quick. Their three wins in conference are Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Mississippi State. Like, nothing that's blowing anything away for me. So, I don't know. It could be wrong. I always doubt Nate Oates teams. Like, dude, take the pull-up jumper. Some That's basically what their defense is giving you the whole time. Take it. I don't know why they don't. Um, Tennessee, really fucking good. Um, Rick Barnes and March. Now can Rick Barnes win it in March? It's again, question. again, again. He proved us wrong last year, but for still, one game, for yes, one game, yes, because we were all over one side and it just ended. It was a fiery, fiery crash. Dalton Koenig comes over from Northern Colorado and has been awesome. He is super athletic and super fun. I think he might be the guy that can get this team to the Final Four. Um, Kentucky. Super, super young. Super, 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 super good. Yes. Antonio Reeves is like the dad of the group, the fifth-year guy. 
Um, big time shooters, still their best score. But man, they are. I tell you what, I don't know how many Kentucky games you watch. I Reed mean, I was I was on them on that Florida game when they Reed Shepard might be my favorite college basketball player. The freshman point guard dude mm-hmm. is just always makes the right decision. With a guy like him, is like the leader of the young group. He might not be the most talented, but he's the best just overall college basketball player you could absolutely want. I love him. I hope he doesn't go pro. I hope he plays four years there because he's a he's a fun fun basketball player. Uh, Michi Johnson, your former guy at South Carolina, now at South Carolina, has got the Gamecocks on the bubble watch. They're Granted, they got their they got their yeah. ass handed to them by or Alabama. Yeah, they did. Um, but I think they rattled off enough wins, even if there's no marquee ones, they could be. Lamont Paris is a hell of a coach, man. I love them at Chattanooga. He's got Michi kind of playing like Malachi Smith was there. And they're not doing anything in March, I can tell you that, but they might be able to get there. For South Carolina, that's a good sign. Um, Ole Miss and Chris Beard, just a bunch of transfers that have come in there. They're playing really well. That 15-1 is very much fool's gold. I will tell you that. They played their one really hard game against Tennessee, and Tennessee beat the shit out of them. I think the spread was 11.5. I jumped all over the 11.5 for Tennessee, and it came true. Granted, it was in Tennessee. But, Connor, if you have – it's the same thing with football. If you have a Hall of Fame coach and a really good coach, you can be in any single game no matter what the talent differential is. Mm-hmm. <sighs> a lot of talking here, bud. Um, real quick, Arkansas and Missouri are not the two teams from a year ago. Neither of these teams, I think, are making the tournament. Yeah, I – there were a couple times that I was like, it's must. He should be able to get Arkansas going. And, yeah, just no. Um, it's all right, though. In basketball, it's all right to have at least one down year. You can't, like, upset everybody every year like in Arkansas. But I don't know. Like, it, he, he did lose a lot. He did. Um, but it's just a lot of transfers coming in. I'm not going to count them out just yet. Mm. But – Definitely not an elite eight team like he's done like in the last few seasons. So, all all it takes is one game that they pull an upset. He rips his shirt off, and then the team's buying in. That's true. And then lastly, we'll say Texas A and M still has Wade Taylor. Coleman's still there. They're a very good team. I we played them earlier this season, and it was a home game for us. But I was I was impressed. They I know. They missed out on the tournament last year, didn't they? No, they made it. Oh, no way. It was the team bef- the year before yes. when they were the eighth seed in the SEC champ- or tournament, made it to the championship game, but still didn't make it. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah they, but still, they're very, very good team. I'm trying to think. I think they lost to Northwestern, if I'm not mistaken, last year. I can't remember. And then played, yeah, the Northwestern played Texas, blah, blah, blah. Uh, to the Big East. Josh. What? Oh, Josh so, just being crazy? Well, no, he it's just anytime he runs the ball, he's just full speed, and it's like he takes some shots, and it's like, dude, come on. You can't get hurt. I have a future on you guys. To the big ace, UConn, at the top. At the, in my opinion, it would be my First favorite. time being the number one seed since, what, 2007? For now. In the AP, yeah. What do you mean, the best big East school? No, the number one seed. Oh, they're the top. They're ranked number one. I have not. I don't in pay. The, atten- I don't pay attention. To yeah, the yeah. In the AP, they're the yeah. number one team, yeah. and it's like the first time in a very, very long time. If you're new to betting college basketball, don't 
pay attention to the AP poll. Look at Ken Palm. That's what really yes, matters. Yes. Um, but look, they're awesome. Tristan Newton's back. Mm-hmm. Um, Cam Spencer comes up from Rutgers. Just and they're doing it without clinging. Yeah. That is the biggest part. And their, f- big, their best player, they're doing it without. And their um, stud freshman, Stephen Castle, is going to be a lottery pick in the NBA. Is he, dude, all is advertised. Yes. Yes. Like, this is my pick as of right now to win the national title. Um, hey, I like that because I have a future on them. The team that I've placed another national title future on is Creighton. Yes. Um, it's been rough going. Yeah, they're, they're still 15th in Kempom, but 13-4. and four. I mean, Shireman's back. Alexander's back. Um, Big Caulk is back. Connor's throwing his hands up in the air. Throw um, the flag! All right, good. They threw it. They get the Utah, Utah State's best uh, player from a year ago is there now. His name's escaping me. But I don't know if it's just all they miss is Nemhart. It's just... It, it, yeah. It's a lot of it's it's playing defense. This is a breakup that didn't work out well for either one. Oh and, yeah, and if they if they could make the change mid relationship, they would. They would move back <laughs> in together immediately. But I still think it's. I'll give you the ring back, baby. I promise. Probably, but look, they could still improve. They were six seed last year and made it all the way to the Elite Eight. Yeah, I mean, you're still you're never going to count them out. Like, I know the Big East last year. Looked so damn dominant. Yeah. And, yeah, a lot of these teams have taken a step back. But at the same time, the DNA is still there for them to be very good teams and make a very far run. And and with the coaching also. Yeah. And to be honest, all around college basketball, I think this is a very wide open year. Um, Villanova, nothing about them really impresses me. They're going to make the tournament most likely. I think, but I think they're still like a year or two away. Yeah, I'm not sure Neptune's the guy, but it's tough to follow Jay Wright's footsteps. Exactly, obviously. it's like following Nick Saban. I'm beating around the bush till we get to the real point here. Um, Marquette, the winners of the Big East last year and the tournament. I, I mean, it's been tough goings. Uh, it's been like Creighton. It's been tough, but also you know, at the same time, this is still a good yeah. freaking. You team. still have Tyler Kolick. Yes. As long as you have Tyler Kolick, I think it'll you be You still fun. have a t- player that is at least top 10 in the nation. Yeah. He was first team All-American last year, so I think they're fine. Um, Seton Hall has sneaked up on some people. I think they might be able to get into the tournament. Sheen Holloway is just... I don't think they're really that good, though. Kadari Richmond's about all they have. They just play really fucking hard basketball. It's exactly the recipe of what happened with St. Peter's getting to the Elite Eight. That's what they do. Um, and newsflash, Georgetown sucks. DePaul sucks. It's going to take some time. That Mata's got Butler playing very well. They're a bubble team. Providence, Bryce Hopkins obviously tears his ACL. That sucks. Yeah, They're, and it just, ever since then, it has not been good. And then real quick, Xavier, they're just going to be a 50-50 team in this conference. I'll make the tournament. But Slick Rick is back. St. John's is really fucking good, and they are picking it up. Right when it matters. Yes, yes. It it has been a lot of fun. Granted, the loss to Creighton. Should have. I don't know if you've watched that game. There was an atrocious call at the end of that game. No, it was was pretty freaking bad. It's hard because, like, in the Big East, like, I love St. John's. I don't have a future on them. Creighton had the natty future. UConn have the natty future. There are so many teams in the Big East that I like that when they play each other, it's hard for me to, like, pick a side. But... 
yeah, that was a very, very bad call. And then, obviously, iconic uh, interview afterwards by Slick Rick. <laughs> when, I, I love him. When we, when we lose, I hate the world. Like, <laughs> I, I've never felt on the same level with a coach as I did with Slick Rick. Give me any loss, and I, I hate everybody. Don't talk to me. No comments. It's just like it, we could relate to a coach as much as we could as a fan. Yes. Like, I don't know. Especially when he was talking about wanting to kill himself. Where are the rail, railroad tracks? Like, good thing he's about to retire in like five years because he's, his takes are going to get crazier and crazier. Oh, yeah. God love him. But I want him to at least get one more ring. He brought Joel, he kept Joel Soriano there, and he has been a dominant player for them in the post. Dennis Jenkins comes over from that Iona team. I. They struggled early on, but I'm telling. I think the St. John's team is playing just as well as any team in the Big East, and I think they can make their chance to the Final Four. Uh, program, you know, don't let me pick them to go to the Final Four. Let me bet them to go to the Final Four, but don't let me pick them in my bracket because I'll do it. Don't, don't tell me something I've already done. <laughs> Mentally, I already have them there. To the Mentally, I have them in the national championship. Not <sighs> really, but all right. A lot of talking. Let's go to the Big Twelve. Best conference in basketball it's always been. <laughs> and then just thank Arizona's coming in their next season. Yeah, dude, this, I mean, top to bottom, the best conference by a mile. It is, it is a lot of fun to watch Big 12 basketball no matter what the game is, honestly. All these teams seem like they could get anybody it doesn't matter if you are at the top, if you are Houston, if you are Kansas, if you are it, it, it anybody can get got. It, it like TCU should have probably beat Kansas and then just beat Houston. I know, and just terrible fashion down the stretch. If you're used to better, up by four with like a minute. Like I live bet them when they were down yeah, like three because I. Get, I gave you that bet at the three and a half. I was like, I don't know. I like, I know TCU is good, but man, it's Houston. Yeah. I think Houston's going to have to realize and let's start off with them. Like this isn't, this isn't the American anymore. No, this is no, you have to come ready. Get night in night out. It don't matter who the opponent is. It, it does not matter. Now, they still have Kelvin Sampson, one of the best three coaches in the sport. LJ Cryer is there mm-hmm. from Baylor. I didn't even think about that. That Houston-Baylor matchup is going to be awesome. Watch him go against his own school. But I think Houston's fine. Jamal Shedd's still there. They have a lot of talent. It's just it's you're going to have to come to play every single week. Um, for TCU, no nights off. Awesome win there. Emmanuel Miller's there. Um, fuck, what's his name? Jameer Nelson Jr. is there from Delaware. They're a fun team. They're gonna be a fringe bubble team, dude. It's just there's a whole. I'm have to go team by team. There's too many fucking good teams here. Um, let's just cut the bottom down here. UCF bad. Even though they just beat Kansas at home, they are not making a tournament. West Virginia. They, but wait, they just added a five star. I, but he can't play till next season. Mikey Williams. <laughs> West Virginia bad. Oklahoma State. Well, listen, bad. All right, you can say West Virginia. Uh, they're bad. not bad. That's that's the thing, though. They're just, but they're gonna get somebody. They just beat Texas at home, and they they could have beaten us. Yes, they also lost by forty to fucking Houston. 
Exactly. All these teams are good, but I'm going to say teams that I don't think are making the tournament. There's those three. The rest of the field can. Baylor is 3 known conference. Ray J. Dennis comes over from Toledo. Uh, can't think of the kid's name. He's a five-star. He's their best player at Baylor right now. Like They still have Scott Drew. They're going to be there at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Texas Tech with uh, Pop Isaacs is there. Joe Tucson is there. Devin Cambridge from Arizona State is there. Like they and Greg Matson is the new head coach from North Texas. Like they're going to be tough. And then Iowa State, dude, they with TJ Otzelberger is just a he is a damn good football uh, basketball coach. Their defense and their home court advantage is outmatched. I don't expect them to lose any games at home this season. Um, I will say the difference, what kind of got you off Iowa State last year, I think they've answered, is they at least have enough scoring to hold teams. Like when the scoring is down, they'll prevent like the 15-0 and runs that they were giving up last year. Like they'll yeah, cut no, those to some 8-0 runs. No, I have thrown Iowa State games on, and that is something that I did notice because I was like, what was it that like I had to go back through my college basketball notes from last season and I was like, what was it that started making me get off of Iowa State and just start fading them throughout the season? And it was like allowing those giant runs at the absolute worst times. Yeah, and I think they've answered a lot of those questions and I this is a March Madness team. They're gonna be a super, super fun team. It's just hell on fire is how I would describe them. It's the reason they're the second rated defense in the sport right now. And obviously Kansas Hundred like a team that's oh they're not no they're two years removed from the national title, um, and then you'd land the biggest transfer in college basketball history in Hunter Dickinson. Yeah. Um, it still seems like there. It, there's times it just seems like they're still trying to learn how to play together. Together. It's I mean Dewan Harris is still there at the point guard position. KJ Adams is still there. Um. It, it does suck that you don't have like a Grady Dick or um God damn it who's have you been paying attention because this is my exact point huh. like they don't have that guy Grady yeah. Dick or you're thinking of Abaji yeah like the go get me or, a well, no, no. guy who was it last week or last season Grady Dick no 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 who's the other oh my God what are you talking about for Kansas you talking about a go I, I thought we were talking about like a go get me a bucket kind of guy well. We're talking about a knockdown shooter. No, who was the other player that they had at Kansas last season? Jalen Wilson. Yes. I don't know why I thought could not blank on his name. But yes. go ahead. Yes. But like, yeah. No, you're, we're on the same page. They. It seems like that you know on paper this team should be a hell of a lot better than what they are playing. They're winning, but it you at times you're just not as convinced. Yeah, and essentially just we don't have the run stopper. And they'll be down that they'll be there at the end of the season. They're I mean, they're still I mean, it's odd to see them at eighteenth at Kempom, but they're too talented to be that low. Like they're you put them on a neutral with Alabama, I would take Kansas any day of the week. Now Kansas State is starting to finally pick it up after I talked a lot of shit on them. God dude, we've covered three hundred and sixty three schools. I'm starting to run very thin. Who the fuck is Kansas State's head coach? Jerome Tang. Jerome Tang. Thank yes. you. If Jerome Tang's there, I don't know why I get worried. But 
Oh, George Pickens is upset on the sidelines. No. He, things things you hate to see. If Jerome Tang's there, I we should feel totally fine. Arthur Coloma, the Creighton, like do it all players there. Tyler Perry is there from North Texas. I think Kansas State's fine. Um, Granted, they could they could be so much better if you just don't fuck up the whole Tomlin situation. Yes. That's like that just one. that takes you from like like a little bit above the middle of the pack in the Big Twelve to maybe not like that Houston Kansas level, but like ju- in that TCU level. Yeah, one thousand percent. They're probably still going to be fighting for a tournament bid. Yeah, but maybe not though. To be honest with you, I think an eight or like a seven and eleven season in the Big Twelve. As long as you had a couple wins in the non-con, you're still probably getting it because of just the strength of schedule, and your net rating is going to be through the roof. Um, BYU rose the third in Ken Palm at one point, kind of fizzled out. They've lost a couple games, kind of um, hit the bone or the middle of that schedule where it's like, all right, time to see if you're actually worth it, and. Kind of got punched in the mouth, went back into the corner a little bit, but also I still feel like this is the team with all that experience that could come out of that corner and throw some punches. Yeah, and I mean, when they're when they're on. They're on. Like, this team can shoot the lights out, and they're not just a bunch of white dudes that are fundamentally sound. Like, Jackson Robinson, he, he he's a hooper, and he's going to be a probably a fringe first-round draft pick. And, and then the, the X factor for them – is Ali Khalifa comes over from Charlotte, who is he is not gonna the stats aren't there. I'll tell you that right now. But he's a knockdown three point shooter. He's an excellent passer for being six foot ten, like two ninety. He kind of reminds me of the Avila kid from Indiana State a lot, just to a lesser level. I think this BYU team like is gonna be really hard to fucking beat at home. I don't know what happened against Cincinnati when they just suddenly couldn't score. Yeah, that was really freaking weird but they're a tournament team and if they catch somebody if they can get hot at the right time like this team could go deep in march it's mark pope's best team since the covid year um porter moser's done great things in oklahoma they're going to be up there west miller as cincinnati is a fighting for a tournament seat especially after getting that win in provo and then texas i a little early to hire ronnie terry i think we're seeing a little bit but dylan de still there tyrese hunter's still there Cedric comes from Virginia. And then obviously Max A. Smith from the NCAA tournament legend Oral Roberts is there. They're, it's very similar to, I don't know who you were describing, but they're finally starting to play together and they're starting to get some confidence. Dropped a tough one to West Virginia at West Virginia, but we know that's a tough place to win. All right, I am fucking done talking. That is a lot of college basketball. I don't know when we're going to be back with the college football stuff because like Connor said earlier, there's just – there's Coaches too many. Keep there's, fucking leaving. Players keep fucking leaving. Yeah, it's there's hard. too there's too many windows that have been opening up to like go full on in. Because like I said, I had started doing work for next season, and it's like everything that I did. Well, for for a couple of teams, it just like throw all that data out, and it's like just a chain reaction of fixing everything. So, yeah. Uh, I should probably say we should probably just wait till next week because I think Harbaugh news is coming soon. I mean, they that's inevitable. Yeah, yeah. and then somebody else is gonna take that job. It might be internal. Uh, we don't know though. Like that was that was my hope was 
that it was just going to be internal and I didn't have to change any of my any of the things I had done. But then, like I said, Nick Saban retiring just set off a chain reaction where now I have more people in the portal than I was fully expecting. And now God only knows because now the Arizona running back is in the portal and he's already got a crystal ball to Washington. God knows what happens if Fafita or T-Mac hit the portal. We still haven't heard if this is the end of all the Alabama players in the board. It's getting crazy. Thank you, Nick Saban. I say we save it to next week. I do think that whoever takes the Arizona job, that probably starts the stops. Like there's not a chain reaction coming from taking the Arizona I, job. I, I don't know. I don't cause, know. Because, I mean, when I see some of the players or team uh, guys linked, it's just like. Who are some well, names? Just real quick. Uh, well, the, the they say the quick hire is uh, Carroll. The defense or the offensive coordinator who happens to be Pete Carroll's son. Okay, that makes but sense. But also there was a please ru- just be him. But there was also a rumor that there was a private jet fly- flying from Tucson to Seattle that he was on. So if oh, he's flying, if he's flying to Seattle, that could only be one thing. But also there's um the uh, uh who retired who did DeBoer take the job in Washington before Pete Carroll? Went to the. It's like, what if he wants to be his like son's OC at Arizona? I mean, that would that would be absolutely crazy. But I I don't know. There's, uh, GJ Kenny, yeah. the Texas State, uh, Barry Odom, the Rich Rod back. Uh, no, not Rich Rod. Um, God, I'm trying to think of some of the other people that I saw. No, nothing that should be. Super significant that it's like, oh, well, that throws us back even further. Okay. But, All yeah, right. I mean, th- this should be where it ends. Granted, if Michigan makes an outside hire, who oh, fucking knows? So I, I think we should save it. Unless there's something just so crazy we want to hop on there since we can do it Zoom, we can do it. Yeah. Um, Friday, now we're str- it's all college basketball, so we're going to give you a rundown how this is going to work. Friday, and basically from here on out, Friday's just a pick spot, college basketball. We're picking every single Power 6 game, and I'm going to throw some other ones in there too for Saturday and Sunday slate. Um, Sunday slates are more based off Ken Bomb projections, and then basically every other show is going to be after Friday when it pertains to basketball is going to be recap, quick recap, right into picks. Recap, right into picks. Recap, right into picks. Basically bringing us all the way up to March. So... A lot of slates, a lot of picks, a lot of talking. I'm I'm more out. There's an 8 o'clock NFL game I'm going to bet on. So, until then, we will see you guys next time. We're out of here. Jalen Hurts, anytime touchdown. Peace!